We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division One ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. Now, let me welcome onto the Field of 68's Off the Carousel series, an alumni. We got a Field of 68 <laughs> alumni on the show. It's your new and, well, I guess kind of old Murray State head coach, Steve Prohm. Steve, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Man, great to be here, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I'm not working today, man. I'm on as a, as, as being interviewed now. So, uh, it's good to be back on the other side, though. I, I appreciate you guys having me, though, and being a part of that Field of 68. Really happy for you and, Jeff and everybody's success with that, but things are good. Glad to be back home. Obviously, my wife's from here, and I've got a lot of ties and and a lot of pride and admiration for this place. And fun place to be, and excited about the future. Yeah, I wasn't kidding when I would make the jokes last year that you were Murray State's uh, biggest uh, number one fan. Yeah. Um, but you know, first and foremost, I, I mostly just want to say congratulations, man. Like, look, I had a I had a blast working with you last year. The show was so much fun. But you are not a media guy at heart. You're a coach. You belong on a bench. You don't belong on a Zoom. And I mean, Murray State's the perfect place for you to get back at it. So, so congratulations. And and you know, I hope uh, I hope you're happy with where you are because I'm I, I'm I'm thrilled to see uh, where you landed and, and I'm excited to see what you can do with this. Yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure I found the right spot for me, uh, for me and my family. And you know, really, this has been our home. I've bounced around for years. You know, I grew up, lived in Virginia, 14 years. Obviously, the being a Redskin fan, that's where that came from. But Murray, I'd spent 10 years here as an assistant head coach before I left. That's the longest place I'd ever been. And so meeting my wife here, having my first child here, now two children here I've had, 
this is what we call home. And so to be back here and be able to kind of lead the surge into a new league, the Missouri Valley Conference, which is phenomenal league. It's a top 10 league in the country. It's a multi-bid league. It's a league that, you know, we've got ESPN, CBS Sports Network affiliations. Uh, obviously, Loyola left, but we've added ourselves, Belmont, UIC to already teams like Northern Iowa, Drake, Bradley, Illinois State, some phenomenal basketball programs. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that specifically because I think that the Valley is as well coached and as well scouted of a conference as you're going to find. You know, I don't think that it's uh, – a it, it's not a fluke that you keep losing these great programs from the conference, whether it's Wichita state or Creighton or Loyola Chicago, and it still ends up being a multi-bid league most seasons, right. Or, or at least in the conversation, we're getting two or three yeah. bids. Um, so I, I want to know, are you ready to walk into that conference where everybody knows everybody else is being the new guy on the block? Yeah, I, I was jokingly, I said, man, you know, and we've obviously our roster, you know, it's, it, it is what it is kind of in college basketball. We had some transfers, some guys went to LSU, some guys transferred and said, man, you, you'd want, you'd, you'd love to go into the Valley with a loaded roster, but I'm excited where we're going from a recruiting standpoint, but going to the Valley is a great opportunity. I think just the exposure, the notoriety, and like you said, night in, night out, you've got really good teams. You've got good players. You've got really good coaches. Um, We've have a lot of familiarity over the years playing Southern Illinois, Evansville, Illinois State, you know, Valparaiso. Uh, we, we've played, you know, quite a few times. We even played UIC. You know, Southern Illinois was a huge rivalry, you know, in the past. And so, you know, we played Missouri State. Uh, we've had success against those Valley teams in the non-conference, but it's a whole new ball game when you go into a nine-week, ten-week, you know, night-in, night-out conference schedule. And you're talking about elite coaches, you're talking about great venues, and we're excited about the challenge. And we've got to continue to recruit well here, coach well here, and put our guys in great position to be successful. But the standard's still the standard. And the standard here is winning championships, playing in postseason play, and developing really, really strong, strong student athletes. So you mentioned uh, that you've had some guys leave the program last year. There were obviously three studs on that team uh, last year. Two of them have gone, and I believe Tevin is. He's is he back? Is he declared for the draft? Do we know what he's doing? Uh, yeah, Tevin's gone. Tevin uh, Tevin's going to play professionally for sure. Uh, Trey Hannibal and, and Juice Hill, who are phenomenal backcourt, they're going to go with Matt to LSU, and and KJ Williams is going through the the process uh, right now of going through the NBA process. And if he comes back to school, I would think he ends up at, you know, from my standpoint, I would think he ends up at LSU if he comes back to school as well. And so, but I'm excited that I'm happy for Matt, obviously got a great relationship with him you know, former assistant, really proud of the work he did. And I know we were cheering the racers on throughout this year, thought he had a great seven year run here where with KJ Williams and Tevin Brown with John Moran and Jonathan Stark and excited about the job he'll do down there in Baton Rouge. So you've, you've benefited from transfers in the past, right? Like I was just looking at it off the top of my head. Um, the Big 12 title, uh, Big 12 tournament title that you won in 2019, you had Nick Weiler-Babb, you had Mariel Shayak, you had Michael J Jacobson on that roster. All three of those guys are transfers. Um, this year, you know, you you take that the, the job, you have three or four high major players on the Murray State roster. None of them are going to end up being there. Is this just kind of, this is just what the new normal is in college basketball at this point, right? Yeah, I just think it's the new normal. And so you have to adjust. You can't have hurt feelings. Uh, you Everybody's trying to make their program the best they can. And you need to do it the right way. But I just think that's the new norm. And so you have to deal with it, accept it, and build from that. And that's the biggest thing in recruiting. And you're talking to these kids. I've been fortunate 
two of the programs that I've been a head coach at, and I call this my third job because we're in a new league now. And so I think it's a new job than the one I had here, you know, 10 years ago. Um, what programs have had success with transfers? And at Murray, when, I, when we were here the first time, we had great transfers. You know, Isaac Miles from Creighton came in. He was a Missouri Valley freshman of the year. We had TJ Sapp from Clemson that came and won championships. At Iowa State, we had Deontay Burton from Marquette. You named Shayok and Mike Jacobson and Nick Weiler-Babb. And so when these kids are all looking for their next stop, I think, especially in the spring, you need to make sure you're doing your due diligence on the right fit. Uh, you know, there's a quote, Mariel Shayok, he went from eight points a game at Virginia playing at Iowa State. He averaged 19 and was first team all Big 12, ended up getting drafted. And so I think that's a big thing for these kids to look at is, who's had success with transfers, and this is a place that's done it for a long time. Yeah, you, you teased it a little bit. This is your second time at Murray State. You left in 2015, which was only seven years ago, but it kind of feels like 70 years ago in terms of what the <laughs> landscape of the sport is now. Um, what, what What's the biggest change that you've seen so far? Is it just the, the way that the, the portal works? Is it the way that these kids are moving around? Is it the fact that you're going to be in a different conference? Like how How different is this job now than it was when you left? Well, I think the biggest thing is different is because the league. I think that's the biggest change. We're not in the OVC anymore. We had an incredible run uh, the last decade here. When you talk about from really 2010 beating Vanderbilt uh, in the NCAA tournament to 2012, Isaiah Cannon being an All-American to 2015, Cameron Payne being a lottery pick to Morant being the number two pick in the draft. And then their, their past year here, we've had unbelievable success. But the biggest change is moving into the Valley. And it, being able to keep the same standard that Murray State expects, and that's going to be the biggest challenge. And that's, you know, what my staff and I and this community's got to do. But nothing's changed, and and from the standpoint of we got great facilities. I'm looking into a brand, a, a really, really good practice facility. We got a phenomenal practice facility. Everything's in our arena. You know, recovery room, locker room, uh, strength conditioning, workout room, training room. We got an 8,000, 8,500 seat arena that. You know, last game of the season here against Belmont was sold out. Uh, the community is still the community. They love their basketball team. And men's basketball, what's put this city on the map and will continue to do so. I've tried to explain this to people before, but I think you can make the argument that uh, the, the Murray State fan base is the best mid-major fan base in college basketball. I don't think people understand how much those people love the racers. Like, it's they're, they're, they're kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, they're passionate. They're going to come and, like I said, they're going to watch us practice. They're going to come watch us practice. They're going to come watch us play pickup on Saturdays, and they're going to stop you. I had this is a great story. We had a recruit on campus. We walk out of Cracker Barrel at breakfast, and we're standing in that in the handicap spot, okay, with myself, Coach Jackson, the recruit, and his father. And we kind of wave, and they wave us, wave at us, and I think they're telling us to move, move over. Well, they park in the handicapped spot, older lady and her and her and her uh, and her daughter. Daughter's probably maybe in her 60s. I'm thinking maybe the grandmother is or the mother is maybe in her 80s. She gets out of the car and she looks at us and she goes, y'all better have a great year this year. She's 96 <laughs> years old. OK, and there's more to that story, but I just you know kind of shorten it up. 96 years old, pulling into Cracker Barrel. I'm with a recruit, and he, she goes, you better have a great year. And there's just generations and generations of people that have raised, you know, just been raised on this program. You know, there's a fan here. He's come. He was just at our office earlier today. He has seen every banner been hung in this arena. And we have banners here from 1950 
2022. He's seen, excuse me, 19, what are two, I mean, he's seen every banner be hung. That's, that's incredible, you know, but it's grand, great grandfather, grandfather, son, you know, father, son, they love, they love their racers, but you want to be at a place. You got to, you got to love to be at a place. And I've been lucky. I've been blessed. The two places I've been a head coach at, they love their team. They support their team and the former players care. And they want to be back and they want to be involved. And you can't ask for more than that. I just love that you can't even go to to breakfast at Cracker Bale without getting yelled at by fans that, that expect something out of you. That just, I mean, it's, you want that kind of expectation, but at some point it's also like, oh, wow, you know what? I better get the job done here, man. They're not going to, they're not going to let me off easy. And you tell the kids here, you have to sign up for it. Hey, you got to be great, obviously, in the classroom here. And you better be a really, really good player, but you also got to be engaging and understand how good you have to be in the community here or you can't play here. And I think that's the one thing these guys understand. They've got to be able to give back. And so we got to recruit the right kind of kids. And, and like I said, man, they all care, man. They're all invested. These former guys, we got reunions every summer that will bring back a hundred former guys. And um, you know, we've honored, you know, we, we want to continue to honor the past because that's what's made us where we are today. And I think that's the one thing in, in, in college basketball, when you, you have coaching changes, the guys that get lost are these former players. And we've been able to do a great job. I've got a guy on my staff right now, Marcus Brown. He's the Euro leading. He's the all-time leading scorer in the Euro League for an American player. He's got. He's a Hall of Famer here, and he's got his jersey retired here. He played professionally 15, 18 years. Was an NBA draft pick back in the 90s. Played for uh, Scott Edgar and Mark Godfrey when they were here. Um, but those guys, they care and they love it, and they've got a great, great passion. And I do too. You know, I love this school. I did when I was at Iowa State. I did when I was sitting out. It, it, it's it's blessed me and my family in a lot of ways. And so I'm excited about this challenge. So you spend a year as a full-blown media member with us at the Field of 68. I want to know, has that changed your perspective on anything, on, on the way that you coach, on the way you deal with media, on the way that you run your program, on the access you provide? Like, do you have a different view on um, on how you do your job after seeing it from the other side for a while? Um. I, you know, when I thought about it, you know, I loved, I loved my year there. I had, a, I had an absolute ball. Uh, obviously I was coach friendly, you know, <laughs> because I knew I was going to get back, back into it. And so um, I, I think I've always been pretty accessible to where, man, you know, our practices are open. You know, I want, I want our guys to be able to talk to the media, be engaging, understand how important that is. You know, I talked to our recruits about, hey, you need to spend time with our AD, but you also need to spend time with the people from ESPN and CBS Sports Network when they come through here because they're going to be talking about you on a national stage, but you don't know what avenue you're going to take as you leave the professional basketball ranks or you leave Murray State, and you got to be well-connected. And so uh, I think for myself, obviously, it helps having relationships with you guys now. Uh, that were a lot better than maybe a year or two ago when I when you knew each other, but you didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Where now I feel obviously I have a, a really good relationship and genuine relationship where you can call and, and, and ask you guys thoughts on things or advice. Uh, but also I do think about, you know, uh, whether it's a year now or two years from now, being on the show after we win our first Missouri Valley championship and whether it's on the bus or in the locker room, being on the field of 68. And I do, I've, I've thought about it and and I, and I pray, and hopefully that happens one day. Oh, it, it's going to happen at some point. You're going to win something, and we're going to bring you on, and you're going to have <laughs> that that net around your neck. So, uh, all right, last uh, last uh, question for you before I get to the, to the final one. 
is Carson Wentz going to lead the Commanders to an NFC East Championship this year? What do you think? You got you got to give me your prediction in stone, right? Yeah, now. I think so. I, I think I think our defense is good enough. I think Ron Rivera has established a good good culture there, good foundation to where I think we finished the year well last year. Probably didn't meet expectations, obviously, but I think we are in a division that the Giants, the the Eagles, you just don't know what to expect, and you know the Cowboys. You know they're they're you know they're good to drop a couple games. They're supposed to win, so I do think the Commanders, uh, you know, are on pace to 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 win an NFC's championship this year and get back in the playoffs where we belong. I love that. What you basically just said was the coach speak of yeah, we're not that good, but everyone else in our conference kind of sucks. So we should be <laughs> so we so we got a chance. Yeah. That is true. That we are luckily we are in the NFC East. So all right. Steve, it's great catching up again. It's great to see you. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for nothing for the best for you guys this season. And, uh, you know, go Racers. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank you again for that opportunity, man. I loved it. And uh, really pulling for you guys with Field of 68. And go Racers. Appreciate you, man.